That's right. Welcome in. It is another edition of the Idaho Matt Chat Prepcast on IdahoSports.com, where we are breaking down wrestling. We're breaking out the mats every single week here on the IdahoSports.com YouTube channel, Facebook page, Twitter account, and the Idaho Wrestling News Facebook page as well. Thanks to everybody tuning in live tonight. I know some uh, teams, some athletes are competing, but uh, for those that are here live, we love it. And really, the show is driven by you, the fans. So if you've got a comment, uh, a shout-out, a question, uh, you want to give a, a shout-out to your favorite athlete, your favorite coach, your favorite referee, you can throw it in the chat. We'll throw it up on the screen. And really, it's you, the fans, that uh, steer the conversation. Let us know where you're watching from tonight, too. It's always good to know where everybody's tuning in from. So uh, my name is Brandon Bainey. Let's introduce you to the panel. Joining us from the Treasure Valley, Coach Al Fontes. What's going on, Al? Not much. How you doing? I'm doing well. Just getting ready for uh, the postseason. we got one more dual meet. Uh, we're wrestling CUNA tomorrow, then district. So just trying to wrap up the year. Doing good. Yes, we are uh, hitting the end of the road, as it were. Also here tonight from East Idaho, Brian Zollinger. What's up, Brian? What's going on, diehards? How we doing? Good to see you already. First, first comment tonight, Al from X. Good evening, <laughs> gentlemen. What's up, brother? How you doing? And Michael here tonight as well from Post Falls. And let's keep those comments coming, folks. Let us know where you're watching from tonight and who you're shouting out. Of course, we always start the Idaho Matt Chat Prepcast with the best thing that we saw from the week that was. Al, I'll go to you first. What was the best thing that you saw from this past weekend of competition? Well, I got a chance to go to the Jaybird seventh annual, as you know, is rescheduled uh, uh, because of the snow earlier uh, uh, this year. Um, they had a few less teams this year. Uh, they, um, I think, this year, last year they had forty-nine teams and two hundred seventy-seven wrestlers. This year they had forty-three teams, just a few less and 251 wrestlers, but I was talking to Todd Cady. If it would have been on the other weekend as planned, they would have had 56 teams and 376 wrestlers. So some of the out-of-state teams and teams couldn't reschedule. But nonetheless, great tournament. Uh, one of the things we've talked about, the underclassmen, that next generation coming up. I just want to say some of the freshmen I got to observe at this past weekend um, – they had a total of seven freshmen placed in the top four of all the weights and two champions with uh, Roxy Sheen of Buell and uh, Olivia Bezicek of Jerome look really solid. And we had two other finest, uh, Gracie Price of Thunder Ridge and uh, Ava. Um, no, uh, actually at 107, we had Ali Swankara of Buell in the finals too. But seven places overall, next generation is looking really solid. So many great freshmen came out and, and showed out at the Jaybird this past weekend. Of course, we'll get into all the big matchups there. Um, a couple more uh, comments quickly, though. Bruce in the chat tonight from the middle of nowhere in North Idaho. Thanks again, guys, for what you do for our great sport. Bruce, I'm in North Idaho, too, but not in the middle of nowhere. I wish maybe I was a little more seclusion. So uh, thanks for tuning in. Um, okay, Jeff Anderson says, 
great duel. Couple good college duels this weekend too. I think uh, he was answering X's question. He says, "I know this is different, but who watched Michigan versus Iowa? Either of you guys fire. catch the action." Yeah, that that was that was an amazing duel, and you know that Real Woods match uh, that was that was impressive to see the true freshman knock him off fourteen two. I mean, great duel all around to see Michigan to win that. That was it was shocking. Good college wrestling for sure. And more I think it's it. great for wrestling, right? I mean, yeah, absolutely. No, no room for yep, yep. Yeah, Michigan and Iowa stink in that other sport that we don't talk about. <laughs> I'm, gra- I'm glad they're doing great in wrestling. No. <laughs> For sure. Oh, okay, a couple more shout-outs here. Clifford says, Zoe Ortiz is on a mission this year. I was excited to see her at Jaybird and all the other ladies. And here's Megan from Lewiston. Shout-out to three-time Jaybird champ, Jolie Slider from Lewiston. Uh, I really agree. Awesome. I watched both of them and they, they were solid, great athletes, great attitude. And, uh, you know, they're setting the tempo. They're setting the tempo for sure. All right, Brian, what was the best thing that you saw from the past week of competition? You know, it was good to see Jaybird rescheduled. I was watching the, the Weezer tournament results come in. That was fun to watch because you really had Fruitland and Buell going head to head for that team title. Um, you know, good preview of what state could be, you know, those are the two top teams and to be between the weight classes, I think between Fruitland and Buell, they had one couple matches. Buell had Buell on Buell violence in the finals match showing their depth. Um, so, you know, I Fruitland pulled it out, but that was good to see. And, uh, you know, we're going to see it again at state. So districts are really going to matter and see who can bring those, those second wrestlers to the tournament and make some noise. But that was probably the best thing I saw this weekend. was just watching those two, three, a school goes head to head. Yeah. And that was something we had been yearning for because South Fremont, Buell, Fruitland, there's been a little crossover, but they've kind of all been operating in their independent silos this year. And so Al, it was great to finally get that, you know, true, you know, one-on-one showdown and get a little more data for us to assess where things stand. Yeah, they all, I mean, Buell, they all had a number two play place in several weights. Each had four champions. Fewer had 15 kids place overall, whereas uh, Buell had 14. So that will be a great head-to-head come state, but then you can't count out other teams to, in the mix like South Fremont and the, and the kind. So it should be good. Yep, for sure. Uh, best thing I saw was this comment from Bruce less than five minutes and you bring up that other sport. <laughs> I'm, I'm so weak, Bruce. I'm so weak. Uh, best thing I saw, you know, I've been all about celebrating the milestones this year. Whenever uh, a young man or young woman crosses a significant victory total in their career, we've had several outstanding wrestlers cross a hundred wins this season. We had one cross 200 wins, Coulter Burton. Uh, most recently, up in my neck of the woods, up north, Sandpoint, Jordan Tyler crossed 100 career wins this weekend, Brian. It was a really cool moment for him and for Sandpoint Wrestling. Yep, I saw that. That's pretty amazing. Congratulations to Jordan. It was a great accomplishment. He's having a good season. Should be in the mix for a state title there at 95, too. So it's going to be fun to watch him at state. Yes, that one, that one. Speaking of 195. Jack says the best thing that I saw was at the Dick Fleischman duels in Pocatello, 195. Colton George of Highland, Max Osmond from Hawaii. Max dislocated his shoulder, snaps it back in, and gets back to wrestling. And Max wins it in overtime. Al, have you had a chance to watch 
Max Oswald wrestle with your own eyes. Hawaii and Rocky Mountain certainly cross circles. No, he's a tough kid, and he uh, he will definitely challenge for that top uh, spot on the uh, podium this year. Yeah. He's definitely a force to reckon with. And, you know, we don't talk a lot of Highland uh, in the grand scheme of things, too, right? Madison's kind of the big force in, in District 5 and 6 for Class 5A, Brian. But Highland has a proud wrestling history, and they've got some good individuals this year, too. They do. And no no doubt about it. Uh, you know, they bring Anderson back, the state champion, 98 pounds at 5A. They've got George at 95, several other solids. And, you know, three or four years ago, I mean, they've always had a few in the finals, but they were the top dog for about four or five straight years there in 5A. So great program and, you know, a little change in coaches this year, but it looks like they're maintaining. Yeah, for sure. Um, let's see. Uh, X wants to know, uh, should high school kids participate in college level tournaments while still in high school? Okay. This is a topic we can explore a little bit here. Um, Al, I'm of the camp that if you're good enough, sure, why not? Go see what you can accomplish. Um, I say go for it if you are, but uh, those kids know who they are. And uh, as we can see with this next generation, uh, we already have high school kids beating Division One placers. We already, I mean, we had a kid years ago, Aaron Pico, who's a freshman in high school, already beating kids at the international level, men. But he went into MMA. But no, definitely, I'm all for it. But it, it takes a special kid, to be honest with you. Yeah, yeah for sure. Uh, Billy and Chelsea are here tonight. Go Thunder, of course, Thunder Ridge, and representing uh, the girls there. Um, and so we'll continue to take your shout-outs as we go along. But, Al, the story of the weekend, there was kind of two big ones, I thought. There was this showdown between fruitland and buell uh, but then the jaybird memorial tournament right this is the premier the signature girls wrestling event in the state of idaho no it is todd katie and his crew that's running it they run an efficient tournament it's ran well um the competition is good and uh like i said the numbers were down this year just slightly but if if we didn't have that change of weekend it would have grown probably by about 30% up due to math, but um, no, it's doing a great job and I see a great future there. But like, once again, the uh, just total underclassmen um, there, we, uh, uh, even the sophomores, 15% of the places were sophomores, just like the freshmen. But I think we got a good preview of some of the state champions to come in this tournament, you know, Jolie Slider, um, you know, and the kind, and, Every every finals match was great. Um, for example, uh, we saw Jolie Slider, Nia Avellino from Caldwell. She's solid. Um, Olivia Bezicek, another freshman. Shelby Pranther from Potlatch is really tough. Um, Zoe Ortiz, she took fourth in state a couple of years ago. Didn't place last year, but she's definitely looks solid at Raleigh. Roxy Sheen, clear weight, you know, uh, returning uh, state finalist, state champion. Elise Twait looked really tough. Um, Kara Richards, one to one six five. Uh, she's a, a state champion a couple years, state finalist. She looks solid. Um, Jordan the Blue, Amy Hartman uh, at two thirty five. She's going to be very difficult to beat. But overall, great finals, great competition. And of course, Al, you're always got a couple things in the pipeline. Uh, you have a couple of one-on-one uh, -on -one features that you're working on, and we're looking forward to one of them coming. Can I can I tease this? Is that all right? Since you mentioned her, 
Sure. You want me to? Okay. Amy Hartman from Mountain Home. I, I'm looking, I'm really looking forward to that feature. There's a really cool backstory with her. And so uh, stay tuned for that. That one is uh, coming up soon from Al uh, as well. Very yeah, so exciting. I got that one. Then I have a gentleman from up north uh, from Post uh, Falls, Tyson Barnhart. I'm, I'm working on both of them. Great kids, great stories. So hopefully we'll get them out soon. Yep, for sure. Uh, more comments here. Uh, Billy and Chelsea say, you know, sad we missed it this year. Fun tournament for sure. Brian, this was originally supposed to take place in the middle of January. A lot yeah. of schools had planned on going then. Mother Nature comes through, kind of wipes it out. I'm glad that they were able to reschedule, but some of those teams that were planning on going weren't yeah. able to make it back. Yeah, it's too bad. I'm glad they were able to, but, you know, and it would have been nice to see Thunder at, at full capacity. You know, team scores, Eagle pulled it off, which, mm -hmm. you know, Eagle's got a solid team, but we haven't really – talked about them being a top three team in the state thunder was there, but you know, without Taylor Brown and a few other girls, it's, it's tough to say, hopefully, you know, Taylor and the rest of their team can get healthy and be at the, the region, the regional tournament this week from Friday. Um, but cause those were interesting results with Eagle winning it thunder in second with the depleted team, Columbia, Rocky and Jerome round out the top five. You know, and we've talked Jerome being possibly a top three team. I don't know if they were at full strength or not. Um, you know, and Skyline wasn't able to go. We've talked about them possibly being a top three team. And I know they've been trying to get healthy, but it was it was fun to see. I'm glad they rescheduled it. But uh, we missed out a little this year without being able to see teams at full strength. So more anticipation for the regional and state tournament coming up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think there was 13 teams that were initially scheduled to come that didn't come but definitely eagle we got to keep an eye they do have people with wrestlers with finals potential and a few other girls that are really tough we cannot uh, count them out of the yeah. team race as of today yeah al correct me if i'm wrong but since it's become a sanctioned event eagle has won both championships right team titles i believe so, I believe so. yep uh so yeah good to see um Maria Garcia says Malia Garcia, 120 pound freshman from New Plymouth, placing fourth at the Jaybird. Only two years of wrestling now. So some of these girls have been wrestling for longer than others. Some just picked it up when it became a sanctioned sport. Not bad for just two years in. Yeah. And I got to watch your wrestler, a really talented kid, has a lot of potential. She'll definitely challenge uh, if she gets to the state tournament. Like I said, there was seven freshmen of the 48 placers, 15% that did really well and they they just didn't place they they some of them dominated the competition so uh bright future yeah it was really fun to see for sure um uh, cliff says uh clifford says potlatch girls were very impressive don't get to see them too often and um al of course as long as it's going to be an all classification type of deal you know for for a 1a school like potlatch it's going to be about okay do we have some individuals that can go make some noise your team race until we start separating girls wrestling by classification more than likely going to go to a 5a or a 4a school uh statistically yes but uh you mentioned potlatch shelby prather looked really solid and um you know, I think she'll challenge for the top spot this year um, overall. Then you had uh, Haley McNeil at uh, 152s that looks solid. So they they have a couple girls right now that will challenge for, for a top spot this year. Yep, no doubt about it. Um, Charles says, starting to see a lot of kids starting to peak, but big kudos to all the girls stepping up and out on the mats. The girls are so fun to watch. and love seeing their numbers get bigger 
every single year. Yes, no doubt. And Billy and Chelsea say, love the girl talk. So last week, guys, we had someone in the in the chat ask, hey, could you guys do a show each week about girls wrestling? The short answer is we would love to, but you know, we're only three guys and we just, we're busy, right? We all have day jobs. We all have families. We all have other obligations. And I think an entirely separate show is just going to be too much on everybody's plate every single week. Now, the caveat is that we want, we want that voice for girls wrestling. We want that advocate. We want that person that can really contribute to the conversation because we can talk girls wrestling when we see it. Right. But Al, you're a coach, Brian, you officiate and and help coach. Uh, And so it's hard for us to always go and watch these competitions and see them because we're being pulled in other directions. So here's, here's what I'm going to put out here for the, for the, uh, the, the bat signal, as it were, if somebody out there is listening or watching to this and you think you could be that girls wrestling advocate, and we could bring you on to the show each week and kind of go to, Hey, girls wrestling. What were the big highlights? What were the takeaways? What did you see? If you are interested and think you could be that person, send me an email, Brandon at idahosports.com. And we can kind of get the ball rolling from there because Brian, I think this is something that we could add to the show to make it bigger and even better. Yeah, I completely agree. That'd be great. You know, and, and, you know, I, I go to as many as I can. I've got two daughters that will be in high school next year at least. And so I probably hit a lot more, but I know there's you know, individuals out there that uh, I can think of three or four off the top of my head that would be great and could update us. So I think that's a fabulous idea. And if we can expand this show and do even more girls coverage, that would be amazing. Yep. So yeah, again, and, you can, and, oh, go ahead, Al. Oh, I was going to say, just the time I've been here, I've seen the competition, the gap between those that are placing and not placing. That is getting narrow and narrow. The, the girls in just the last few years are technically getting better and better. So we're going to need some more assessment because the difference between first and third is going to be so narrow as time goes on. It's not going to be that sure bet. We're already starting to see where uh, maybe a number three can beat a number two and number two can lose to a six. So it, it, it's going to be only going to get better. So we need more analysis on that to really get a great assessment. So good things. And when we're already, wrestling. we're already getting some people in, in, in the chat, uh, you know, getting put up for volunteering, right? Sometimes it's volunteered. Sometimes okay. it's voluntold, right? <laughs> uh, but yes, again, if you're interested in that, uh, we, we would love to add a, a voice, another voice to the show to talk about girls wrestling specifically. You can send me an email, Brandon at idahosports.com. All right. Um, yeah. Callie says that would be so great to have a girls advocate on the show every week. Yep. That's exactly what we are looking for. Okay. Ryan uh, says Middleton and Eagle big duel tomorrow. Um, yeah. Middleton is a team that kind of gets lost in the shuffle sometimes to Al with Nampa and, you know, uh, Mountain View and Meridian, and but Middleton is is quietly pretty solid five A program. No, they'll definitely be in the mix this year. I mean, they could challenge for a top four or five spot at state tournament. I mean, they're they got you know Lanford. Uh, they got a few kids that are really solid. They're doing a lot of great things. Their kids program is growing. Uh, no, I definitely a team to watch. Yep. Uh, and and remember, you know, only a couple of years ago they were they were a four A program. Yeah. So 
and they're continuing to swim upstream with one of the smaller uh, 5As for sure. Here is Zach in the chat. I officiated Utah girls divisionals this past week. They had a head start, but I'd put our girls up against theirs anytime. Idaho girls are looking tough. Yeah, we've talked about a lot, you know, how Idaho would stack up with Washington and Oregon and Nevada. But, you know, we forget about Utah sometimes down there in, in the southeast corner of the state. Um, I would say, Brian, in the competitions we've seen this year where Utah teams have come to compete, Idaho's held their own for the most part. I know some Utah teams came up to Tiger Grizz and performed well, but it is an interesting dichotomy. It is, you know, and especially the girls, you know, they're right. Utah sanctioned it a couple of years before we did and, and have produced some great, I mean, they've got some Olympic caliber girls on the, on the senior circuit right now from Utah. And I think Idaho in this short time has, has caught them, if not surpassed, I'd put, you know, our top girl teams up against their, their top teams any day of the week. And, you know, especially with this freshman group that Al has talked about with Allie and Olivia and Roxy Sheen and, I mean, the sophomore class in Idaho. So absolutely, our girls have done a fabulous job. And, you know, we're right there in the mix, if not better. Yep, no doubt about it. Uh, here's Lynn, my weekly Go Post Falls Trojans, boys <laughs> and girls. X mentions a lot of colleges are picking up girls wrestling, which we love to see, of course. Uh, ben in the chat says the rumor mill is BSU is considering bringing wrestling back. Uh Ben, I would love to know your sources because we, we talked about this a couple of times on the show this week. And Brian, it seems like every time we start getting everybody <laughs> excited, uh, they say, whoa, pump the brakes here. Yeah, yeah. I would love to see it, but I have not heard of any official movement or, or meetings or considerations. So we're not, we'll, we'll keep pushing. You know, I think everybody in the wrestling community should keep pushing. Anybody that's got relationships with the athletic directors at the university university presidents ends i mean use them and let's keep pushing but i haven't heard anything solid yep let's uh put the pressure on stand up and, and let them know what we want uh for sure okay guys uh, a topic i wanted to bring up tonight speaking of other states you know we were talking about utah versus idaho i, I had totally forgotten about this but in my sports broadcasting career uh for a brief time. I lived in Nebraska, actually, way over there in the Midwest. And in Nebraska, um, they do wrestling a little bit different. They have a state tournament, of course, where everyone brings their team and battles it out, and it's based upon points. But they actually also hold dual championships where you come with your team and it's a bracket. And hey, in the first round, you know, Bonneville's going to take on Ridgeview. The winner of that's going to advance. And I'd, I'd totally forgotten about that until this past weekend. I looked and I saw some of the results from the dual state championships. So, Al, I wanted to pick your brain on that a little bit. Um, it's kind of a cool concept, and it's a totally different strategy, and totally different team could win that versus the big wide open tournament where you've got to have depth at, in numbers. I think it would be great. I mean, many states have done it. Uh, we have to keep in mind uh, this would be a great opportunity for teams to bring home an additional banner at the state level that um, you got seconds and thirds that may be uh, on that team that may not qualify the state. Um, but then this would be an opportunity to be part of that team environment, uh, that camaraderie. Uh, it's a whole nother dynamic. And I really think we need to push back the dual meets. I think that'd be a great idea. However, if we were to do that, we would have to reevaluate the whole season. And who's that going to affect, right? you got different tournaments uh, up to this point. So it, it, it'd be worth looking into, but I think it would be a great step forward. 
Yeah. Yep. I, yeah. I don't think it'd be, I mean, it would be interesting. I think we should do it. I'm all for it, you know, and, and it doesn't have to be at the end of the season, like everything else. I mean, mm -hmm. it could be early January tournament and uh, logistically, I think the biggest division right now, it depends if you combine one A or two A, but four A, I think there's 29 or 30 schools. Uh, so you know, to keep everybody busy with not too many buys, you've probably got to have, you know, a four, a, at least a 12 mat tournament going on. Uh, so it, it gets tough. There's only a few facilities that could do that. The whole arena could, uh, you know, hold 20 mats so they could do a tournament like that. But I, I would love to see that. I, I love the idea. I, I'm with you, Brandon. I've seen other states do that and I watch that and I think it'd be a great opportunity because it, because it turns out different than the individually bracketed tournaments, just the way it scores. And uh, so I love it. And then, you know, it wouldn't even have to be an official one to start. We could just have, you know, four, a duels and five, a duels and it'd be a lot of fun. We just got to get the coaches together on the same page and do it. And <laughs> <laughs> Oh, if that's all it's going to take, yeah, so yeah, that's growing wrestling, right? trying to grow wrestling. Like we yeah. talked about it last week, um, this time of the year, sometimes it's hard to keep those third and fourth string kids out who may have potential on the team because now they don't know and they're not going to qualify to districts. A lot of kids, you know, you know, you know, end the season early. This could be an opportunity to keep some of the kids a little bit longer, given that extra competition. Yeah, we, we talked about Idaho Sports sponsoring the Super State. Maybe Idaho Sports sponsors the uh, dual team tournaments here. <laughs> yeah, we we can put that in the hopper for sure. Yeah, the way Nebraska does it is dual dual state championships were this past weekend. Uh, then they go like a week, 10 days for, you know, district competition for the, for the big team tournament. And then, and then the team state tournament will take place after that. So I think you could adjust a couple of things on the calendar and make it work. And guys, I'm picturing a, a world where we end up, if girls wrestling continues to grow the way it does, you have three signature events every year where you've got your dual championships and your girls state and your boys state and you just okay north idaho is going to host this event this year you know treasure valley is going to host this east idaho is going to host this every region would get to host an event every single year and you would just rotate it mm -hmm. yeah love it yeah let's, okay. get, it. let's get it done <laughs> look, look at us Hey, Brandon, I, and, and this is Brian and Brandon. I got a question. Uh, you know, I'm trying to learn everything I can. The Weezer tournament, 35th annual, I saw a photo of the Brunson brothers, Bowen and Riley, and they had this wooden hatchet for the champion. Is that like a, is that a tradition? I mean, I thought it was really cool for, it looked like for the champion each way they had the, you know, uh, stenciled in there, the, uh, the, the weight group and the tournament. I've never seen that. Is that something new or what? I, I saw the same thing. I saw the same I mean, pictures, I'm, but yeah, I don't know if it's a tradition. We've got a few people online that were there. Maybe, maybe Amy Scott yeah. can tell us if that's a ongoing. Yeah, I'd love to know about that. I thought, yeah. 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 Amy was in the chat. She said no divisions. Let's just go dual. <laughs> so she's, she's on board with our idea guys. Um, for sure. Uh, yeah. And, and I'd be curious to know about that too, Al. Cause I'll admit, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if it's, no, the woodwork was excellent. Whoever did put them together, it was really great work. It was, it, it, it's one of those things where if I was a wrestler, I'd want to go there and try to win that thing. So I mm -hmm. thought it was really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Amy says also, Hey, don't forget about magic Valley needs to host some stuff too. Okay. We could, we could incorporate middle school championships into this too. Now you got four events, four different areas of the state. We just rotate it all every year. Um, 
Miria says we did have the pilgrim hats at the RD Brown Invitational in New Plymouth. We <laughs> talked about that. Al, you were spreading that fake news. You said the cats had gone away, and that was not it's true. real news. It's real news. <laughs> okay. <Yeah. laughs> uh, Renee says when I ref the Weezer tourney five six years ago, they didn't have those bad you know what axes (laughs) excellent i like to know who made them i mean they were solid it it sounds like amy's commenting saying it's it was maybe a special award for the 30 35th annual tournament so which is too bad i mean weezer come on do those every year and we'll grow this sucker (laughs) (laughs) and and uh raleigh says those axes were made in the high school wood shop that's even solid solid cool (laughs) gotta love that uh sean in the chat um, talking about dual competitions, you know, we've had some good ones on the boys' side, uh, between South Fremont and Meridian last year, Nampa and Post Falls this year. He's with Amy, no divisions, just let him go at it. Best team standing. Who would who would win if we, let's say Idaho had a dual <sighs> championships this year? I'm inclined to go with Bishop Kelly. I'm just thinking who's top heavy, but what Al, what do you think? Bishop Kelly would be up there, Minico would be up there. Um, you know, you got Meridian would be up there. Uh, uh, Post Falls would be up there. Um, yeah, it, it, it would be really – I'd have to look at all the rosters, break everything down, but those teams would definitely be in the mix. Yeah, yeah, I have to agree. I think Meridian or BK just, uh, you know, their ones are are solid. Um, mm-hmm. You know, solid lineups. I, I like those two schools, but you're right, Minico, Buell, there could be some dark horses. Nampa's – Nampa's got really solid little weights. They could gain a, you know, they could be up 30 points in a duel by the time you finish the first six weights. So. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. That is true. Um, Hoyt and Brock say dual championships would be cool. Maybe keep track of season dual records from each division and then the best of the best make it to the tournament. Um, the tricky part is going to be some schools do more duels than others, Al, but could make it uh there could be some sort of criteria on how you could make it for sure yeah you got to incentivize it you got to make it something that's special to go to that you know means something um to the kids to win that championship no different than winning that medal at state tops medal so yep and also uh let me see here Evan says you could look at how Montana does it. They have class state dual tournaments that, you know, may not be state quote unquote, but it's everyone from the classes at the chosen spot to dual. So yeah, a lot of States are doing this. Um, it'd be a cool wrinkle we could add, I think. And it would be really fun. Sean says, um, how about North versus South? <laughs> Only problem with that, Sean is North Idaho is real skinny like this. And then in the South gets <laughs> progressively bigger as you as you go down but i like that <laughs> yeah um sean says like juco does for dual state champs yeah yeah, sure. yeah. um fun. bugsy says dual tournaments is a different animal than regular tournaments i've seen great tournament scoring teams that weren't great dual teams yeah i think uh, you know, Bishop Kelly is going to do fine at state this year. But again, that's kind of the big example I go back to. I think they could do really well in a dual format, um, whereas maybe they don't have the depth in a traditional tournament. Renee says, sorry, boys, going to have to miss tonight. Wife said we're going out. Had a blast in the D3 Invitational. Didn't see any Idaho girls, though, unfortunately. So It, w- it won't be long, and we'll be seeing more girls at that D3 Invitational. So 
they're, they're coming. There's, you know, only a few Idaho girls in the college ranks right now, but you know, the next two, three years, we're going to be throwing a bunch out there. So it'll, just like boys college, I mean, that's going to be a blast to watch the next four or five years. Cause we're going to have, you know, two dozen boys on D one schools here in two or three years. So same with the girls. It'll be fun to see. Stay tuned for sure. And Renee, we're bummed yet. You're not going to be able to hang out for the rest of the live show, but the good news is you can always go back and watch the replay <laughs> on the IdahoSports.com YouTube channel, Facebook page, Twitter account. Uh, and that's a good reminder for everybody that's in the chat tonight. Uh, you know, it might be hard for Renee to find the replay link amongst all the other, you know, stuff going on on social media. So if you can hit that like button and then when this is all said and done, share this, it's going to help Renee and everybody else find it a little easier amongst all that social media stuff. So big thanks for doing that. Um, let's see. Bugsy says Idaho could do North and Central and East Idaho versus Southern and Southwestern Idaho. Um, that other sport that I'm not supposed to talk about does a statewide all-star game where they kind of break it up that way. It's kind of the metro area versus region, which is like everywhere else. So mm. you could do a north, south, east, central type of thing, Brian. Break it down by uh, – but at that point, you're almost looking at just the districts, right? Yeah, yeah, and, and we have t- tournaments similar. The uh, high country classic or high country conference duels in East Idaho, I think there's – roughly 20 schools there. It's a dual team tournament. There, there's several throughout the state that are, you know, and it's pretty much localized. I think American Falls does one with about 20 teams, but to, to have an official would be fun for sure. Yeah. Um, let's see what else is going on in the chat here. Uh, yeah. Bugsy says exactly population wise anyway. Right. Yeah. All that Metro. Yeah. Stuff. Cause what the uh, greater, uh, Boise Metro is what six, seven hundred thousand people. I mean, we're the most populated area right here in the Treasure Valley. So yeah. it'd be interesting how that would break up. Yeah, for sure. I'd you know, preparing for districts this next week, I think it'd be fun. Our our listeners, you know, we've got a lot of injuries. We've seen the last couple of weeks tournaments and and trying to to uh, handicap these state races, like who's coming back, who's gonna miss out. You know, we've talked about injuries. Uh, you know, post falls had Trey Smith was out. Is he going to make it back for district state? I've heard not. Uh, the Valero kid from Minico was injured. Is he going to make it back? Um, Paxton twist from Minico. You know, if anybody knows if these kids are coming back, let us know. It'd be fun to know for, you know, for rankings, for handicapping this. And so if you're watching, you know, somebody's coming back, let us know the good news. Yes. Cause we are, we're, we're getting to that point where it is, it's time. It's time. Yeah. You're, you're either back or you're not like yeah. there's, there's no more time. So yes, we would love all of that good data for sure. Hey, we've got uh, a wrestler in the chat tonight, guys, Porter Whipple from Kamii, the pride of Kamii. And of course, Kamii and Clearwater Valley have a joint team um, for wrestling. So he says, go CB slash K and that's Clearwater Valley. And Kamii, Brian, this is incredible. They're such bitter rivals in everything else. They have the upriver rampage where, you know, football and all those other sports. And yet for wrestling, they can come together and go, hey, we're brothers. We're going to fight together. That, that's what's great about this sport. And, and by the way, I mean, at the uh, the Chalice tournament, that team was third place. I yeah. mean, great showing for Claire. They, they had, you know, several placers and to come in third from a I want to, you know, we've talked before who were the powerhouse 1A teams. Well, there you go. There's one of them right there. And so, uh, you know, props to Clearwater Valley. Yeah. Cause what South Fremont won at Sugar Salem was what second, right? Yep. Yep. Yeah. And then Clearwater Valley was in third, which was super impressive. Way to go, yeah, boys. I mean, no, I saw that. That was really great. 
Yep. Yeah. Yeah. The Rams have been fantastic for sure. Here's a question from Hoyt and Brock. Will girls wrestling freestyle in college ever make it a no brainer for them to wrestle that style in high school? And two part question. And if that ever happens, will that eventually make it a no brainer for boys as well? Okay. We kind of died. We, we dipped our toes into this talk last week on the show, Al, but, uh, if they're doing freestyle in college, it does kind of make sense to have your high school mimic the style that you're going to be doing in college. It makes it that much easier for college coaches to recruit and see the tape. Yeah, in the old days, uh, back in the 60 Olympics, 70s, when they had Olympics back then, most of your college wrestlers going on to the Olympics had very little background in freestyle. Uh, some had, but today, I mean... I don't know. It'd be great if the girls are wrestling uh, collegiate style in college because most of the girls coming up the um, ladder today have many more years of experience in freestyle, just doing it from the kids level, the cadets, juniors and stuff. So it's not like there's not a lack of freestyle, but uh, it would be easier uh, to get more girls to college. I think if it was the same style collegiate. Yeah. yeah, I would, I would love to see it. I mean, you know, that's been the debate in the United States for 50 years is, should high school or college be freestyle? Um, you know, there's so many. I, I love folk style, but I, I do have to say I love freestyle and Greco even more. And uh, I'm glad girls are freestyle because I think it helps the United States in, in world competitions because our girls have been training that style. So I I, I don't know if it's ever going to happen, um, but I, I would love to see girls high school match the college style and and, and go freestyle. And we, we've talked right. about that before. The the hard part with getting officials trained, but all that, all that stuff could be worked out and it could happen. But, uh, you know, on the boys side, there's so much tradition in folk style wrestling in the United States that I don't ever see college men going freestyle, but, but fingers crossed that, that girls do. Cause I think that, that, that just makes sense at this point in the development that high schools do go freestyle to match the college yep. divisions. For sure. Um, okay. So we were asking about, you know, injury updates in the chat and we are, we're getting them in, in uh, spades here, guys, uh, from post falls. Lynn says Trey Smith has a doctor's appointment Thursday to see if he's cleared. That's remarkable. Lynn, I gotta be honest. I didn't think Trey was going to be coming back this season. I had kind of already written that off. And so that would be a huge development for post falls. If he could find his way back on the mat, that's incredible. Oh, that'd Ray, be great. It's more good news for post falls. Ryder is back. Ryder Seguin, fingers crossed for Trey as well. Michael says, yes, Ryder wrestled this past week. Um, Billy and Chelsea say Taylor's going to be back for districts and state. That's going to put Underridge girls in that driver's seat for the team title, we think. Um, David and Michaela, they're, of course, Minico supporters. We could only hope all those Spartans come back. Yeah. How, many, how much... How many guys need to be back for Minico for them to feel comfortable about how this is going to go at the 4A tournament, Brian? Well, the two big glaring ones right now are Valero at 113. He's probably a finalist at 113 if he comes back. And uh, Paxton Twist, I don't know what the likelihood there is. I talked to him at the Minico tournament. I think he had surgery just about two weeks ago exactly on his knee. So I think that one's doubtful. But if, if those two, you got two guys that likely would be in the finals match, um, and that's, you know, that's your 60 team points right there. That's a lot of points. Um, so it, it'd be nice to, you know, Minico needs at least one of those two to come back, I think, to, to keep it competitive with BK. Uh, you know, they're going to be competitive either way, but you know, that 
maybe that puts them over the top, just those two, but there's a couple others that are kind of banged up. So be interesting to see what the update on Valero and, and twists are, because those two would be a huge difference. That would be yeah. big. Yeah, you're right, Brian. It's going to be interesting now as you try to handicap how these state races are going to go. It's going to be a huge X factor. We will certainly be keeping an eye on that. Guys, we have an imposter in the chat tonight. Amy says, all my typos are on Riley. We were driving home from a duel and a district game in that other sport that shall not be mentioned. <laughs> no pumpkin pushing in our house. So Riley was on the chat tonight for a little bit. Come on, Riley. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. Um, hey, we were talking about uh, the competition in Chalice this past weekend. Clifford wanted to give a shout out to Emmett. They took fourth as a team in Chalice. Um, and this is another team, Al. We talked about Middleton making that jump from 4A to 5A. It wasn't that long ago that Emmett was a 3A and, you know, a pretty good one. And they're kind of learning how to how to win at the 4A level against much bigger schools. Yeah, it's growing. It's growing out there. I mean, they got tradition, but, uh, you know, Emmett's slowly growing a little bit. They got a little growth, but it may be a few years before they go any higher in the division based on on the numbers right now but no they're they're doing good they got some good girls wrestlers as well so great yep. program for sure um evan in the chat talking about Ryder and trey from post falls they've been working to be back Ryder was back this week of course and uh, he got to talk to trey at the post falls and quarter duel he's been working to come back again what a, what an incredible story that would be if trey could make it back after uh, all of the complications he had from uh, what ended up being a pretty scary infection earlier this year um okay we were talking about freestyle versus folk style zach says I, I firmly believe folk style background is what makes our senior level wrestlers so successful they learn to grind and i believe this is why we don't gas when the rest of the world is dying for air al what do you think about that that's a good point i wouldn't have thought about that but no um our us i mean folk style wrestling teaches you to go all out all three rounds right there's a lot of action whereas freestyle is a little more methodical but when it comes to conditioning, the U.S. wrestlers are always some of the top notch in the world. You just look at Burroughs. I mean, that guy, that guy's going full board the whole match, Dake, et cetera. No, I agree with that. Yep. Um, okay. Also in the chat here, Rob says, Andrew Duke of Sandpoint should be back for districts and state. That is great news for the Bulldogs. Yep. Um, let's see. Also in here tonight, uh, we were talking about all these great duels, right? Eagle and Middleton, Rocky Mountain and Cuna, right, Al? Mm -hmm. And then Gustavo says Nampa versus Meridian duel tomorrow should be a great yeah. one. That's top yeah. ticket. <laughs> no, it's, I would. I, I, in fact, I want. I would love to go to that one. Yeah, it should be a great match. <laughs> yeah. Al, could we just have somebody take your play, like? You know, do you just keep loan that hat to somebody and as you're standing? Yeah. And you can... <laughs> uh. Oh man, that's funny. Okay, here's a question from Ben. Who is Idaho's best high school wrestler? If you could only pick one. Ooh, you know, there's so many good ones, but and again, this isn't anything personal here. We're just, you know, this is a fun discussion. Everybody is fantastic, but okay, yeah. one guy or gal, Brian, who you got? I, I'm going. I'm going. Mogger. Um, you know, I think Burton, Exford, Mara. Um, you know, there's three or four, probably five or six kids you could go with there, but I'm going Mogger just because of the number of 
Fargo titles he has. I mean, he's, he's, yeah, I mean, he's setting Idaho records. So I'm going Mogger one, but it, it's close with three or four of those guys. Yeah. Al. Mogger, yeah, I, I, I agree. All those wrestlers are great, but Mogger's good at freestyle. He's good at Greco. He's good at folk style. Um, he he's proven he can excel. How many times has he won the triple crown? Like two or three times. Yeah. The triple yeah. crown, which is winning each style in the same year. Uh definitely uh well-rounded in all the styles. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's tough. You know, I, I do think it's Mogger, but man, there's so many great competitors. You know, I think of Martino right away, you know, Matt right. Martino for Bishop right. Kelly, uh, Exford Burton, uh, of yep. course. Hey, that's a good reminder. Here's our list of college wrestling commits. We updated this a couple of weeks ago, um, but these are, you know, the signings that we have had reported to us so far, Al. And I mean, look at just the number of division one commits, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine for the class of 24 two more in the class of 25. And then there's so many others that are going to division two and division three and Juco and NAI. This is an incredible, just an incredible. No, it's a great list. list. And we probably should send it to the um, athletic director and the president of Boise and all the colleges here, just to show that we do have the talent. <laughs> and uh, I mean, we got the argument is not if we have the talent, it, it, it's like when when are we going to do this especially with the growth of women's wrestling too uh it's only going to get better so yeah this is awesome i commend this is years of hard work from all these kids total commitment i got to talk to a lot of these kids write about these kids they all have one thing in common they they not only excel in the classroom um but on the map but they they're they're willing to work the process these kids work hard Win or fail, they're always moving forward and just exceptional, exceptional student athletes. And again, if there's a name on that list that is missing, um, let us know. Send an email to Brandon at IdahoSports.com and we'll make sure we uh, you know, add it to our list and add it to our database. But it is an impressive list of commits for sure. Um, Billy and Chelsea say either Mac or Ryder from post falls. Yeah. You, you couldn't go wrong with either of those for sure. Aaron wants to know how about the Hannah Nieder match last Friday? It was awesome. That it was a great match. I mean, you know, uh, props to Nieder to, he bumped up from 45 to 52 to take on the challenge of Hannah there. And, uh, I mean, one point match, there was a takedown in the first period by Hannah and then escapes and a, a stall call and another escape. And it was decided Hannah by one point, but uh, props to Nider for bumping up weight class to take that match. It was a lot. It was exciting to the end. I mean, it had the crowd going, and and Madison threw you know what what I thought was one of the more fun. It was a quad, and they had like a wrestling bingo going on. So everybody on their cell phones had a new bingo match board for each duel, and you got you know red gets an escape or red gets this, and they had a table full of prizes. Uh, just one of the more fun events I'd been to, and props to them, and I hope. Hope to see some stuff like that catching on at all these uh, duels and quads. I know my kids have never paid as good of attention as they did at that duel. So a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, that's really cool. That's fun um, for sure. Uh, and I got to get I got to get the name right. So where I live here in Coeur d'Alene, we have Nieder Avenue and it's a main thoroughfare. So that's yeah. why I'm always yeah, Nieder. So. Yeah, it's Coach Nieder here and DJ Nieder. Yes. Yeah. Gosh, I will get that right. Uh, speaking of names, I've had a hard time pronouncing this year, guys. Should we get to our Idaho wrestler of the week here on the Matt Chat Prepcast? Al, it came down to two very deserving young ladies 
razor thin margin. So we kind of have like an honorable mention. Um, and we'll give that to Roxy Sheen from Buell because she showed up in a big way at the Jaybird. No, she did. She did. I mean, just watching them on the mat, uh, she just looked dominant. Uh, just, I mean, this is several years of uh, getting to this point, but she she didn't hold back. Very solid freshman with a promising future, definitely. Yeah. So Roxy was our runner up and it was, it was pretty divided in the chat. We had, you know, it was almost like uh, we were in Congress and we were battling back and forth over our, our candidate as it were. Um, but the choice that we went with for our Idaho Matt chat prep cast wrestler of the week, the outstanding freshman from Jerome, Olivia Bezdechek, 120 pound freshman. This is a picture from earlier this year at Wiley Dobbs when she was atop the podium. Al, that's all she's done this year is win. She's been at the top of the podium every single time. No, I mean, in round one, she had a 30, 31 second pen. Round two, she had another pen at a minute. Uh, in the uh, quarter, she penned in 23 seconds. Semifinal, she beat uh, the number five ranked girl from New Plymouth, uh, penned her also. Then in the finals, she. Uh, major decision to Leah Nichols, Nichols from uh, Rocky Mountain, who's ranked number two in the state at 114. So a solid tournament. She has a great resume, as you can see. Uh, you know, she won the Jay Bird. She won the uh, Big Mountain, Wally Dobbs, Tim Matthew, and the uh, artist E. Nash, as well as earning All-American honors as well uh, prior to coming to high school. Just a solid athlete. I uh, Kudos to her um, and everything she's done. Yeah, we'll yeah. talk. Oh, go ahead, Brian. No, I was just going to say, you know, she's undefeated right now, so she could be the first, as far as we know, in recorded history, the first girl to go through high school, assuming she goes undefeated all four years. Uh, you know, the next, the Ridge Lovett of girls wrestling here in Idaho. So super impressive. I'm not aware of another freshman this year that is that is undefeated. I know in boys, we've got Morrison with like one loss, but as far as girls go, I think she's she's the last undefeated wrestler we have. Yeah, that's incredible for a freshman. Just remarkable. And oh, lots, I'm forgetting but, Keanu Conrad. We have two girls. So yes. they're both <laughs> going to be vying for that for years to come. And both freshmen, which yeah. is just, yeah. just no, remarkable. No, it's, great, it's great to see. I just encourage her as time goes on to challenge herself. If she has to go to some higher level competitions to – see how she's advancing, uh, continue to grow and uh, go. You can have a promising future. A lot of love for Olivia in the chat here. And from Jerome, Olivia is very deserving of this. Uh, she is an awesome young lady. Melody says, Liv is a beast. Amy says, Liv and Roxy are awesome. Love that you're giving her some recognition. She's just an incredible human um, as well. And Melody also is helping us out here, guys. Ali Swansara. <laughs> That's good. Hey, I appreciate it. We see these names in print and then we don't, you know, uh, we don't have to say them unless we're on the show. Speaking yeah, of guys. Took, yeah. She took second at tournament at the uh, Jaybird. I got to meet a lot of the parents from Buell. The, the, the girls that we mentioned, I got to meet their parents, great people, great families, uh, had real good conversation with them. We were talking wrestling this weekend. So, uh, Kudos to uh, their daughters and, and the programs. Keep up the great work. Yep. Melody says Rox's only losses to the Wyoming state champ. Yeah. And Tiger Grizz finals. It was a good match. And yeah, yeah, I saw Tina's comment on Julie's only loss to a boy. Is that her entire high school career or just this year? 
because that you know I, she, she, maybe maybe she will be the first undefeated for you know four years in high school because her freshman year would have been the first year it was a sanctioned sport so that's the first class with that possibility yes uh and tina says it was this year this so year. interesting okay that's pretty remarkable for Jolie too, though. That's, yeah, it, it is. Yeah, that's awesome, uh, for sure. Um, all right, guys, I'm I'm getting lots of heat in the chat here. Uh, Coach Nider, come on, Brandon, you got to remember the name. <laughs> then I was I was talking about the street here in in Coeur d'Alene where I live, and I don't even have that right. Uh, Lynn says it's also Nider up here, Brandon. So. <laughs> my GPS says Nider. So when I'm you know navigating around town, that's what I hear. And Evan says, yeah, Lynn, he's still new to the area. If he hangs with us, he'd get it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. You know, you can count on a couple of things every week on the Mad Chat. We're going to have really good conversation, and I am going to get roasted (laughs) in the comments. And I'm okay with that. I'm good with that. (laughs) It's that round pumpkin ball that gets you. (laughs) Exactly. And, yeah, Bridget says, yeah, never trust that GPS. Yeah, that's for sure. Um, Right. Um, okay. Let's see a couple of comments here before we get out of here. Um, David, let's see. Uh, Amy says Buell senior night Thursday, Buell versus Declo and Kimberly. Uh, our host, uh, our house votes best wrestler in Idaho is Mac Mogger as well. We were talking about that earlier. Um, let's, let's talk about Declo for a second, Brian, because they've had a pretty good history and tradition over the years in, in two way this year as well. They've got a couple of individuals that could make some noise. Yeah, no, no doubt about it. I mean, you know, you have been, you know, one of the Idaho greats to come out of there recently is Derek Matthews who won the U S open in Greco having a great college career at North Colorado knocked off. I think the number four kid in the country, um, you know, and this year Declos they're, they're right up there too. I mean, they're, they're competitive and, could make some noise at state. I don't know that they're going to be contended for a top three, but they're, you know, they're in the mix fifth, sixth in there. So. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see deck low compete. Clifford says the Emmett girls travel to Caldwell tomorrow for a tri duel with Caldwell and Nissa. That should be pretty good competition now. Yeah. Nissa, I've seen Nissa wrestle the fair, you know, got a good program. They tend to come to a lot of, uh, you know, uh, tournaments in our local treasure Valley. So um, no, it should be a really good match. Yep. Uh, Daniel wants to know, has anybody crunched the numbers on wrestling uh, at the next level versus all other sports? Um, you know, just off the top of my head, Brian, I, I would think that football probably has the most only because there's more positions and more players that contribute to the team. Whereas wrestling, you know, the lineup is set. Um in terms of that other sport we don't talk about, I know we have a lot of high octane division one type talents um, recently, especially on the girls' side, it seems like. Um, so that's a sport. Uh, and then also, you know, I would say another one that's probably high up there with football would be like track and field, right? Yeah. Just because there's so many athletes. Yeah, it would be interesting to see the numbers crunch. But I mean, you know, on a participation level, wrestling is right up there. I mean, obviously in football, you got 50 man rosters in high school, 60 kids. Um, but there's so many opportunities. Every school has a, a football team. It seems like, uh, you know, whether it's Division One, Two, Three, 
So I, I would guess it would be football, but it'd be interesting to see. That's a that's a good project for IdahoSports.com. You know, they've got that new al almanac that's looking pretty impressive. So now, now we need to get a list of college athletes and just add yeah. to Brandon's workload. You know, he's got nothing else to do, right? Oh my gosh. Yeah, we're gonna need cooperation from the schools on all on all of it. Um, but, but the sure. one number that we do well in college wrestling when it comes to attendance of the NCAA championships, wrestling is definitely one of the highest ticket yeah. items of all the sports. I've been there. It's jam-packed. And I'm yeah. telling you, all three sessions of the uh, the three-day tournament, it's yeah. uh, it's packed. And, and it's full of fans. You know, the national championship for football and the final four, that feels so corporate. You know, kind yeah, of like everyone's the Super Bowl. There. Yeah. Olympians are there, former NCAs, Dan Gable. Everyone's there. I mean, it's, a, it's three days of passionate wrestling. It's yes. awesome. For sure. Um, and Amy, I think hit on the key point here. Uh, you would have to look at percentage that play that sport in Idaho that go on to college versus straight numbers. And now this is something you've talked about a lot per capita, capita. Idaho's, you know, we, you talk about, you know, Idaho per capita is up against any state in the, in the country in terms of top end talent. We may not have the sheer numbers of a California or a Nevada, but Idaho holds its own. You could apply the per capita theory here as well, right? Per capita with this sport. What percentage you're moving on? Yeah, yeah, we're the 38th. Uh, st uh, you know, as far as number and state, I think we're number 38. You know, California is number one with like almost 40 million. We got what, what, 1.9, nearly two million people. I mean, for what we do, it's incredible. Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, last question here, guys, before we get out, Hoyt and Brock want to know before we get to the postseason, do we have favorite moments of the year? Best match, duel tournament over the regular season 23 24 do either of you have a moment or do you do you need time to think there, there's so many i i mean you know raleigh lane that first exford burton match was that that was just an amazing match coming down to the last minute that's that's one of the great ones but there have been so many good ones it'd be hard to to definitely say one moment but that was one of the my favorite matches of the year just because you know now we've had three parts of it. So it's not as exciting, but that first one was just fire. Mm -hmm. and, and that's what I was going to say. Um, Jacob uh, in our chat today, you know, build it as the trilogy between yeah. Carson expert and Coulter Burton. Um, and then immediately I just thought of star Wars, you know, Luke Skywalker, <laughs> Darth Vader. I'm not saying which guy's, which I'm just saying they've been very evenly matched. And of course they did meet at the uh, Dick Fleischman yeah. Uh, in Pocatello this past week. So that just those two, um, because now they'll go their own separate ways to see those th two battle three different times this year has been pretty remarkable. Yeah. David and Michaela agree that Burton Exford was another great one this last weekend. Maybe, uh, maybe we get to see that match up in college in another year or two. So that would be great. Yeah. Oh, that'd be awesome for sure. Al, we'd, we'd have to fly you out there to come. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready. I'll get a press pass. No problem. <laughs> yep. Uh, <laughs> I've been to the NCAs. I can tell you, it's a great event. So, yeah, it's if you phenomenal. haven't been there, go for sure. Um, okay, uh, one last question here, and then we'll get out, guys. Carson wants to know, in your opinion, who's the true number? I'm going to assume number one wrestler, two A, one fifty two. Two A fifty two. Trying to think who's 2A52. Um, 2A. Probably, I, I would have to go with Beck. Um, 
you know, back from Aberdeen right now, I think he's probably got maybe one loss at the Minico tournament. He might have another one I'm not aware of. Um, the Sessions kid from North Fremont, if he stays 52 and doesn't go 60 for state, is going to be competitive. But I, my, my vote would be back at this point. And I was going to say, you know, looking at his last name, I think he was fishing for an answer there. <laughs> and uh, Good point. Our, our, I'll tell you our current rankings, and, of course, we update those every Wednesday or Thursday. Um, we've got Jacob Shaw from New Plymouth 1, Caden McClemtag from Priest River 2, Hyatt Beck Aberdeen 3, Sessions from North Fremont 4, um, and then Thane Stringham from Oakley and Eli Noah from Tri Valley. I really like I like McClam Tag from from Priest River too. I don't. It's going to be a competitive weight. At the it, it is. It's going to be solid, you know. And in records, they've all got decent records. It's too bad. It's crazy that none of those guys have matched up head to head. Literally, the top four or five. Um, the Stringham kid from Oakley. I don't know if they've got if McClam Tag has wrestled. I know he hasn't wrestled Beck or Sessions. Um, yeah, that could be wide open because we don't have anything to compare east-west there. But you know, could be anybody's match. But Beck's definitely in the in that conversation there for sure. Yeah, yeah. it's going to be a really fun one to watch. That that entire two A tournament I think is going to yeah. be uh, just phenomenal. So, um, okay, that'll do it for this edition of the Idaho Mat Chat Prepcast here on IdahoSports.com. Uh, I was looking for one last comment here. I've lost it because we have so many people on commenting, which is great. We love that. Brian, somebody in the chat asked you, where's your 49ers hat at? <laughs> I, I the wrong week. I'm saving it for game day. It's, it's game day right now. It's on a shelf ready to go. <laughs> yeah, he's got it encased in carbonite ready yeah. to break out. Al, who are you going for? Super Bowl Sunday. I'm gonna go for the other team. Uh, I'm not even though I came from the Bay Area. I'm not a 49er fan, to be honest with you. <laughs> I grew up liking the Raiders, but at Boo. least they're playing at their state. <laughs> <laughs> no, you got no. you got it's Bridget on your side. It's all good. It should be a good game. Bridget and Al say go Chiefs. I take the Chiefs though. Okay. And yeah. and Brian and and me and and Billy and Chelsea say go Niners. That's where we're at with it. So, right, watch your diet. No Super Bowl parties. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. No Super Bowl parties. Hey, one quick programming note for everybody. Next week, uh, we're going to take a one week hiatus uh, only because really it's going to be just district tournament results. Um, and there's just going to be not a ton to talk about. You know, what we expect is what we're going to see for the most part, I think. Um, plus that other sport is going to have, you know, a girls state tournament um, that I got to get ready for as well. So we will, we'll, we'll take a, <laughs> oh, here's AJ Bainey with the sports ball. Again. Yeah. Um, and here's David and Michaela Swifties check in. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny okay um but yes amy says good luck to everyone at districts and we we want to wish everybody good luck as well but we're going to take next week off and then we will come back in two weeks with our state tournament super duper extravaganza does that sound all right to you guys perfect okay awesome all right so we will take next week off but we will be back in two weeks live tuesday night 8 p.m mountain 7 p.m. Pacific 
for another edition of the Idaho Matt Chat Prepcast right here on IdahoSports.com. Big thanks to everybody who joined in the conversation tonight in the chat um, and uh, participated. Really, the fans are what it, it's all about. Uh, stay tuned for our updated rankings. They'll come out Wednesday and or Thursday, depending on how chaotic things get this week. <laughs> we're, we're working on them, um, but stay tuned for that. And otherwise, travel safe to wherever you're headed for competition. Uh, if you could hit that like button one last time before you hit, head out and, and share this, uh, we'd greatly appreciate that too. It'll help everyone find it a little bit easier. But uh, for Coach Al and for Brian, I'm Brandon. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. We'll see you next time on the Idaho Matt Chat Prepcast on IdahoSports.com.